What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Niner Faithful. Hope everyone had a blessed week. Thank you for joining me for another Fan Interaction Tuesday. I'm going to go ahead and hit up my special guest. We'll go ahead and leave that as a surprise for in case anybody didn't see on Facebook or Twitter or wherever else I posted it today. But we do have a... Uh, Special guest, I'm going to go ahead and message him right now. Already started. Just come on as soon as you're ready. All right, special guest is hit up. Uh-huh. Where's Sam's Adam today? Adam, uh, oh, it said I disabled call in. Uh, special guest says I disabled call, call to you. Hey, what's up, Kim? How you doing? Good to see y'all. Good to see everybody. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, here we go. And we have our special guest hey, co-host on. What's up, Sanson? How you doing, brother? Good, good. Whoa. Can you hear me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is my volume not working? Can you hear me? You there, bro? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess I had to take out my, right. my, my headphones. Yeah, so um, okay. I'd like to say uh, thanks for coming on today, bro. Uh, Adam went ahead and uh, started a new job. I'll let him announce all that next week or whenever he comes on again. But uh, so he was like, why don't, why don't you have a, a boy Samson on? So I was like, all right, let me see if he's available. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, brother. So, um. This is, of course, as we know, um, we had Niner football uh, back in our lives again. So um, why don't you, uh, everybody kind of got my uh, take on it on Niner Faithful Radio um, on uh, Sunday. What, what did you take away from the game? Oh, it's just great to have football back in our lives. You know, like some real, some real games, you know. Oh, it was, it was nice. Um, yeah, that that first half was a little uh, a little rough. I know they were going against mainly the starters, um, against the Cowboys. You know, our our like second and second stringers mainly in that first quarter, first half. So, I mean, I was I was hoping to like. I mean, I know it's the first game and all, and you know, people are still kind of getting their feet under them and stuff, but. I guess I was expecting more from, you know, all the hype for, uh, you know, Richie James and Bourne and Pettis and stuff. And, you know, I just, you know, I know it's early and and whatnot and they're going up against number, you know, like the first stringers, but, and, you know, our offensive line were all, uh, you know, second and third stringers and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I guess I was expecting a little more and I was just a little disappointed with the drop passes and stuff, but, you know, overall, I was, I thought it was a pretty good game. You know, they're probably still kicking off rust and, you know, getting used to a different, 
defense, you know, a defense that they haven't seen, you know. But uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, of course, the second half was a lot better. But, I mean, they were also going against a lot of a lot easier competition, too. But, well, yeah, yeah, I liked uh, – I like – yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's basically what I said on Niner Faithful Radio. Um, yeah. You know, I was I – was, you know, I know that CJ has the better stat line, you know, quote unquote. But right, you know, that's why my my poll question for this week was, you know, I know it was only one week, but who do you honestly? Who did you think played better? I honestly felt that even though you know Shanahan said his interception was worse and everything, I felt I felt Nick Mullins played better. And to me, even though you know it wasn't like we were marching up and down the field. You know, we, yeah. we we were playing very choppy. You know, that just the the game didn't have a great flow to it. You know, but also I think that has to do with um, a lot to do with the penalties, which we'll get into yeah. in, in just a second. But I to agree. Me, to, to to me, it, it, it's I just feel like the offense has a better rhythm when Nick Mullins is playing. Like versus CJ Beathard, it always it just never seems like we get in a rhythm, and it's whatever regardless of whether it's the right read or you know there's a penalty on it, and I, I think that's actually underlooked is the fact that yeah. you know it, it seemed like we were getting a lot of penalties when Nick Mullins was in, you know, which obviously is going to stop you know a lot of momentum that we have built up. But I was really. I honestly think uh, I, I know I had commented on, on my poll today. Somebody had commented that, um, or the poll I got out yesterday, I believe it was. Uh, somebody had commented that um, that you know, it's to me it, beyond last year. It's just I think if it's tied, basically what I was trying to get at is if, if it's tied, I think they're going to give it to CJ just because, you know, CJ has the pedigree, you know, being a third round draft pick. And, and you know, just even just two seasons ago. And, you know, obviously we all hope that we never see neither quarterback this year, you know. Um, right. And, but to me, it's it's I think that if, if you're looking at it strictly from a. What can you get? I think I think I, I would almost trade Nick Mullins if only for the fact of anything you get for Nick Mullins is a bonus considering he was an undrafted player. And I just don't think there's a team out there that will give you a third round pick for CJ Beathard. You know, so you kinda gotta eat that pick. And I would hope that Shanahan doesn't have the ego of a lot of football coaches we know. Uh, to say, hey, you know, I drafted him. You know, this was my handpicked quarterback. We're going to stick with him. But I, I, well, let me uh, let me add upon that a little yeah, bit. Go ahead. Of what you said. Um, so first of all, our offensive line is was struggling like, basically that whole game. In the second half, they didn't. I don't think they struggled as much, but they still struggled. Because CJ, like me, he got wrapped up a couple times, and he had like no time to get the ball out, you know, but well, there was that, one, I think that, that first he was in where he literally couldn't even like, he had barely just yeah. executed the play fake and, and they're already on top of him. Yeah, exactly. So it's really hard to, you know, get a good feel for our, our backup Q QB competition when, you know, our offensive line 
is not doing well. So there's that. But also, Nick Mullins went, granted, against first and second stringers. And CJ Beathard went against third and fourth stringers, yeah. basically. You know? So in my eyes, when you're in the second half, if you're supposed to be a backup, you should be able to just ball out, you know? And when the stats are basically identical, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would give it more to Mullins in that game just because he went yeah. up against stiffer competition overall, you yeah. know? And so, it'll. I mean, obviously, it's first first game of the preseason. Yeah. You know, it's it's early. We There's a lot of football left before they have to make a decision. But, like, that's kind of what I've been looking at is, like, okay, the first half means more to me than the second half. Yes, there's certain things you can take away, like, you know, the, the fact that Debo can go up and, you know, catch a contested catch. That yeah. is great to see. Same with Jalen Hurd, you know, out. just, yeah, just making those plays and, you know, just the fundamentals of what he's doing. That's, those are pluses, obviously, you know, but do I want to see that against stiffer competition? Hell yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, I mean, yes, you can take a lot away, a lot away from the second half, but, I feel like the first half is when you, you know, you want to see your playmakers making plays against, you know, those guys that are going to be starters or solid backups for the other team. You know what I mean? See, and, and I was going to add something else on, on what you were saying. Crap. I forgot what you were saying after the, the QB competition. Well, did, just to get touch base on what, what you said right now. Sure. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people who have detracted from Jalen Hurd and uh, Devo Samuel saying, "Hey, it was third. It was future car car and sale uh, car insurance salesman, you know, uh, right. out there and everything like that." But see, I take away the positive. It is I take it away as one game, of course, but I can't be mad at Jalen Hurd or Debo Samuel because they did exactly what I wanted to see them do. Now, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what we wanted. Yeah, that's why we drafted them. They they showed everything that we wanted exactly. when we drafted them, you know. And and so, I mean, if they, they out of control, that, oh yeah, if they continue to do what they've been doing, they're gonna be pushing for a starting spot. Well, at least you know, starting more or like playing more in the regular season, and that's what we want for yeah, sure. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I got excited. I'm, I'm not mad at the fact that it was because. What I want to see is, is, uh, for example, I remember when Ronnie Blair was, um, I want to say probably his rookie year, maybe second year, and he went out there and he looked right. like a man among boys. He looked like the second coming of Charles Haley. Now, we obviously know that Ronald, you know, we at Niner Faithful Radio love Ronald Blair. Um, right. but we know he's not the second coming, of, but that's what you want to see. When, when Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd should be able to dominate in the second half of these games. Exactly. I totally agree. They are that much more talented than everybody else. And then so what I'm really curious about, and, and see, the way I view preseason games is, yeah, you know, it, it, especially the first one, we all are happy to have football back in our lives. And, you know, you're just excited for the first time in almost nearly a year you're able to actually watch, you know, somewhat of a football game. So, you know, there's that, of course, you know, but also what I, I, I don't necessarily look at 
the overall team performance per se. I look at more right. than individual performances. And so that's how I view it. Yeah, for sure. So, yes, I, I think that when, when it comes to team aspect is um, – I'm a firm believer of the famous Bill Walsh, uh, the famous Bill Walsh quote that uh, champions behave like champions before they're champions. So I think um, having talked to uh, Dwight Hicks and Eric Wright and, and uh, a, a few Niners that were on the 81 championship team uh, this this last Wednesday, I want to say it was it was uh, a seven. It was Dwight Clark Day. Um, I went out to San Francisco yeah. for uh, the launch of the Letters to 87 book. And I was talking to a lot of them and, you know, I asked them pretty much all the same question, you know, was, was there a moment that you, that, you know, amongst the players and maybe even the coaching staff that you thought, Hey, this could be possibly, you know, the start of something special. And they all said training camp and they all looked at me and they're like, yeah, training camp. And I said, kind of like now. And then, you know, a few of them laughed, a few, a few of them, you know, kind of blew me off, whatever. But it, it, what the one that really talked to me the most was Dwight Hicks. And he talked about how a lot of what happened in that 81 season started in training camp with the attitude and the, the mindset of, Hey, you know, the mindset of, Hey, you know, this ain't the same old 49ers, you know, we're here to change the identity of this franchise. Fast forward, of course, yeah. to 2019. What I take away from the team aspect of preseason is I want my team to expect to win every time we hit that football field. I think yeah, that sure. with, with I mean, us as Niner fans know this better than any team with, with how many ga- close games that we've lost is that, you know, with so many games in the NFL decided by one, one possession or less, you know, some, I think the average is like four points that, that the average NFL game is decided by. A lot of that is mental. Uh, most teams, yeah, it's – the way that I've had uh, a lot of people whose football pr- opinion I trust break it down to me is, is that football is you have a few teams, you know, maybe like the Patriots or, you know, a few teams that you know are going to be there at the end of the year and that are elite and that are generally better than anybody in the league. And then, you know, you have a few teams that you know are going to be the basement dwellers, you know, the Raiders, you know, are, are a team that come to mind. But majority of, of the NFL is about eight and eight. And usually it's a couple plays within a couple plays within a season or a game that determine those, you know, 10 and six teams versus those four and 12 teams. They, if you, if you, if you look from us, I mean, think about it. We, we were four and 12 last year. Think about the difference between us and finishing eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe even 10 and six, probably only a couple plays. Maybe, maybe a play goes different in Green Bay. A play different, uh, you know, against Arizona. A play different against New York, and all of a sudden, that that four wins turns into seven or eight wins. Yep. And so, you know, so what what I talk about is is a lot of that is attitude and, and mental attitude of we are the better team, we want it more, we expect to win this game. And so, team aspect that's what I want the Niners to build. But I look at, at individual. And I really appreciate, uh, I really agree with you when you brought up the point is that I thought that if CJ was going to separate himself in this quarterback competition, because I think that everybody around the empire, and I think even probably quietly the Niners, basically, even though they won't say this publicly, I think we all agree that it's, it's Nick Mullen's job to lose. 
Nick, if this oh, for sure. today, Nick Mullins would be our backup quarterback. So right. I think that if CJ – now, of course, it's only the first game. And, you know, We'll see how he does. But I think that CJ really blew an opportunity to – let's say he went in there and he threw for 250 yards, three touchdowns, and even – or two touchdowns and a pick. You know, that still would have yeah. – you know, I expected that type of game from him just because it's like, look, if you want to be a backup quarterback, these are future car insurance salesmen. You know, you should be able to throw 250, 300 yards against them. And he didn't. And so it, what, what worried me about C.J. Beathard, now, um, you know, of course, everybody in the comment, feel free to leave, you know, your opinions in the comments. But I thought it was the same yeah. issues. C.J. just takes forever to get the ball out. Yeah. He's and I mean, you know, it's it sucks that the offensive line had struggled as much as yeah. they did. I mean, I thought they looked a little bit better in the second half, but they still struggled, I feel like. And there's a few, you know, standouts, but overall, I mean, yeah, you no, need all five of those guys kind of on the same page. Otherwise, it takes one guy to suck it up. And then next thing you know, you're quarterbacks getting pressured like left and right but even so cj he has a little bit of wheels on him he's able to run it you know i mean i agree you know that's that's the biggest fault he has is getting rid of the football fast and i know he's in a scheme where you're trying to like wait for things to open up and whatnot but at some point i mean if the game isn't giving you that then you have you have to force things to happen as a QB sometimes. You know what I mean? And to be in the third and fourth quarter, I totally agree. Like he had a chance, like to really separate. You are in a QB battle. You need to separate yourself if you want to, you know, solidify your position as a backup QB for for the year. Like this is this is your time. So like you, him and Nick Mullins have three more games. And, you know, each game, they're probably not going to have as much time, depending on, I mean, maybe, you know, week four, they might have more. But, like, yeah. the next two games, we know Jimmy is going to be in there. So they don't have as much time now as they did the first game. So you, you I totally agree. Like, big opportunity just is, you know, gone for them to, for either of them to, like, exactly. go, you know, to separate themselves. And I know Nick, you know, Nick, obviously against, you know, the first stringers and whatnot, but. Still, I mean, I thought he did all right, did a solid job, especially against all the penalties for both QB, QBs. But hey, I mean, we'll see what happens for sure. Well, yeah, I, you know, you know, talking about individuals, I just wanted to throw out, you know, these undrafted guys that we keep picking up, like C.J. Mosley, Aziz Alshir. I mean, yes. oh my God, these guys are just coming out and balling and like making a name for themselves. I, it's awesome. I mean, I. There's a lot of guys that like stepped up, you know, I mean, overall, yeah, it, it was kind of sloppy, a lot of penalties, but I mean, there's a lot of, you know, single guys out there that were making some good plays. It was, it was really cool to see. Well, yeah, you know, um, also when I'm, when I'm pers personally myself, what I took into this preseason game was just also my notes that I had taken from all the practices I attended. So, you know, I, I went through and I said, okay, you know, Dre Greenlaw, for example, Dre, uh, anybody who listens to this show knows I'm a huge Dre Greenlaw fan. You know, we're not going to get into that. But, you know, I was really curious when I went ahead and put out my blog on Sports Elite. Uh, thank you for everybody for reading it. But um, 
you know, Drake Greenlaw was one of the players that I had um, circled with my players to watch. You know, I was really curious about. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he did well. Um, you know, he 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 showed he, he yeah, showed he that did he's really good. Rookie. He still showed that he's a rookie. But, oh, for know, sure. Th- that's okay. I mean, what do you expect? You know, he was subs- uh, he was susceptible to play action which I think that was more him wanting to make plays in the run game because that was his, his biggest knock coming out of college was, is he big enough to, you know, to, to come up and defend against the run, especially in base, if he's going to be right. uh, our, our sandbacker. But um, I don't, I, I think that everybody should calm down. I don't think anybody played themselves into a roster spot and I don't think anybody played themselves out of a roster spot. Um, you know, this isn't back in the day where you had to make three cuts. I, I think uh, I wanted to get your opinion on one individual player, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the penalties. But um, sure, and, and the other aspects sure. of the game. Do you think Adrian Colbert is playing his last games in a Niner uniform? I mean, based off of this last game, yes. Do I think he has a potential to turn it around? Absolutely. I mean, I want him to turn it around because I love that guy. Oh, I, so, I mean, you know, I mean, as a person, you know, as a personal fan that I, I love Adrian Colbert. I mean, he's so he's like one of the best fan interaction uh, players on the team on Twitter, you know, and I, I mean, it's I don't know. But like he hasn't been playing consistently good. And that's I'm con- really concerned. So, yeah, I. I definitely understand the question and why it's being asked because he hasn't he hasn't been playing consistently. Um, I personally think he shouldn't have made that hit. I mean, I understand it, you know it is what it is. I don't I don't think he should have been injected, but still, it was unnecessary to make that hit. But you're I mean it, you're also fighting for a roster spot and to potentially be a first string, I think he might still be able to be a backup, but he could turn it around if he makes these next three games solid. But See, it's it's kind of an uphill battle for me. I think I think he would at least be a backup. If not, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's hard at this point. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at him for that hit. Um, I personally thought that was a preseason call. You know, I think that um, now maybe I'm growing up with, you know, I don't want to see or date myself like back in my day when it was real football. I don't want to approach it like that. But right. I, mean, I, I guess you could see to me, it is almost just like I'm not mad at him because I know what he was trying to do. He's trying to make a play. Right. He, he's trying to, you know, um, I'm not going to say I'm the one that caused this, but I remember um, he came over to sign some autographs during training camp, and I said, hey, AC, do me a favor, take out another Yams player this year. And he said, I got you, right? And I, so I'm not saying that Adrian Colbert tried to get that hit because he was like, I'm going to go and impress that one fan. No, I'm not saying that. But, you know, I think that's what he, he's trying to do. And I think it, it, it's, it's very frustrating, and this is the reason I asked it, because, you know, Adrian Colbert is such a rep line lightning rod um he, he is a fan favorite i would like to say um you know because of his interaction with, on twitter and, and things of that nature but also let's not let's not forget that 
at the end of 2017, yeah, we all know Jimmy G. Cool came out in five and zero. But let's not forget, Adrian Colbert was one of the, the, the one of the main reasons our defense was playing better. You know, it, it's right. We, we, we all know I how, think he has the capability. Yeah, he has the physicality and the capability and the yeah. athleticism to make it totally. And that's why I think I think he has. There's totally an opportunity for him to turn it around. I I I think he can. But I think that play showed a little bit of his IQ and his demeanor. Like, he's the guy, he's the punisher. That's his nickname, yeah. the punisher. He wants to punish people. But there's certain situations where you have to let your IQ take over than just being the punisher. You know what I mean? Like, in that yeah. moment, do I make that hit and potentially take myself out of the game or hurt the team with a huge penalty? Maybe not especially when I'm fighting to keep my spot as a first stringer. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I totally get what you're saying. And like, yeah, football has changed, you know, and we can't be as physical and stuff and make huge hits on guys. But like, I think that's something that he needs to work on going forward as just an IQ, like thinking about it. Okay. Do I, do yeah. I make this hit? Do I make it look as, I will admit, vicious as possible, or do I make the smart play and just make a tackle? Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I will admit. I think he has to be smart going forward. And no, I, I will admit that his situational awareness need needs work, not just with with that hit, but we all we all saw uh, last year the the first uh, the the Arizona home game. I believe it was Christian Kirk. That that you know he bit yeah. on the double move and he was he was wide open and he just doesn't seem. To get that, uh, the reason I, I bring it up is it, it was floating around a lot on KMBR where, you know, Traverius Moore, who hadn't played, you know, safety since college, which, you know, let's not act like that was a long time ago. It was only, you know, two seasons ago that he was in college. You're right. But, you yeah. know, he was essentially able to walk in in OTAs and, and, and move past Adrian Colbert. I, I think that, uh, you know, Adam At least I, be on par with him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, or I'll put it to you this way: it, to better to better go off of what you said, enough for them to give him a look. Adrian Colbert hasn't sealed the job up enough where the coaching staff feels like, hey, you know, Adrian Colbert's the backup or starter or whatever. They obviously decided to give him a look for a reason, and so right. you know, I think that. Which is fine. For all we know, Traverius Moore can come in this year and have an all-pro year. And he's our, our starting free safety for the next 10 seasons. For all, for all we know. We, you know, maybe we just don't know it yet. You know, Ronnie Lott was a – you know, I always, used to, I always use this analogy that, you know, Joe, now I'm not comparing them as players, obviously, but yeah, and Joe Montana came with a little bit more pedigree because of what he did at Notre Dame. But, you know, I mean, Joe Montana was just the uh, third round pick that, that you know, that. Uh, OK, yeah. so I guess the comments are coming in that I guess people are agreeing with you that the, the hit was unnecessary. So um, but basically, I mean, you know, Joe Montana had to become <laughs> Joe Montana at some point. So, you know, for all we know, Traverius Moore is the right. next Earl Thomas. So and I like the way he played. He He does seem more. Like a natural, a natural safety. I think the Niners did did a discredit right. um, by by trying him at, at corner last year. But move, moving on, uh, 
and we got about about 15 20 minutes left so uh moving on another we obviously know about the 18 uh penalties um i will chalk some of those up to just we have people that are going to be working for ups in a couple weeks you know playing offensive line for us uh the dante johnson one the passing appearance that that led up to um what would have been the game trying to drive is uh i thought was ridiculous i mean i that that's yeah. Look, you're 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 coming from somebody who was a Dante Johnson detractor. I, I wanted him gone two seasons ago, so you know I'm not a Dante Johnson fan. Um, but a nice dude though, really. I met him a couple of times. Real nice dude, but you know, just don't like him as a football player. But even I will admit that was great coverage. I, I don't know what more. I don't know what more you could do, but it is concerning right. because it's the procedural penalties. And what what, yep. what concerning what's concerning with the you know legal formation, you know the penalties like that is a lot of Kyle Shanahan's offense is based off of um, deception and shifts and motions right. and things like that. So that's concerning. Where it's concerning that we're having these penalties at this point, and we're having penalties that seem to be very basic things of our offense. Going into motion, you and know, that, uh, and, and that's something we struggled with last year exactly. as well with those kinds of penalties, offsides, you know, illegal formations. I mean, uh, little personal motion, and, and that's and something I, I that just reminded me of what you're talking about earlier about the you know having a team mentality and you know how you know starting in the preseason, you know, before the preseason and training camp of having that chemistry and that, yeah. that team mentality. I think that's the first thing, but the second thing has to be execution. Yes. You have to execute. things, And I think that's where they struggle a little bit is because, you know, each individual person has to do their job and execute it like almost perfectly for it yeah. to all work out, you know? And so I think that's where, you know, they have they struggle with like getting everybody on the same page to execute at the same time and 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 whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course, of and course. I, and that's where I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned too with that. You know, I mean, hopefully they can tidy it up. We still got you know a few weeks to get that going. But like, I'd say last season, those first couple of games, we were pretty sloppy in that area for sure, and we still struggled with it here and there throughout the whole season. I mean, the last few games of the season we finally like I felt like it was tidied up but I'm hoping we can start the season and not have to deal with that as much especially considering that you know that seems to me very basic football now uh, a couple now now of course you know there's no such thing as a perfect game you will always every game. Right. You will always look at things that you could, you know, you could do better. That's just what coaches do. Um, you know, that's essentially their yep. job. So uh, I, I think it's overall. I'm feeling positive of the direction of the team. I have some things to circle, you know, to look at. I want to see more from Dante Pettis. Um, I'm actually quite disappointed in him. Uh, a lot of the I don't want to say hype, but a lot of the the positiveness that Adam and I have had on the show at least offensively, a lot of it's uh, revolved around Dante Pettis and him being able to take the next step. 
And sorry, you're breaking up, buddy. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Can you hear me better now? Can you hear me better now? Oh, great. Samson? What is going on? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, great. Can you hear me now, bro? Let me turn on my Wi-Fi, see if it you works. there, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, bro. Let me go ahead and turn on my Wi-Fi. Maybe that'll make it better. But, um, yeah, okay, there we go. Can you hear me now, bro? Hopefully it's working. Oh, man. How embarrassing. Hey, sorry, man. I'm, um, my it's phone's starting to go on the wire. I might have to let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good, bro. We're going to go ahead and probably wrap it up here. Can you hear me? Quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you hear me? All right, man. Hey, thank, thank you so much for having me on again. Of course, bro. Of course. Yeah. We're trying to get you I on really appreciate question. it. No problem, brother. Have a good day. Um, yeah, so um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here pretty quick. Um, want to appreciate Samson for uh, joining us today. But um, like I was trying to say, I, I need to see more from Dante Pettis. I need to see that, uh, that dog in him. I need to see him be a, the alpha male. The, the You know, you want to come and be our number one receiver. I, I would love nothing more for Dante Pettis to be our number one receiver. I need to see a lot more from him. But overall, I'm positive about the game. I'm positive around the direction. Um, we have some things to clean up. Uh, hopefully, we'll see less procedural penalties. Uh, we'll see a cleaner game and, uh, you know, see some players step up. I'm curious to see Jalen Hurd and uh, Debo Samuel in, the, uh, in week two with obviously um, more playing time against probably tougher competition. So uh, we, we got some positive things to go ahead and look forward to. Um, we will not be doing a fan interaction show Tuesday uh, next week because we are going to go ahead and do Niner Faithful Radio on Tuesday next week. But we'll be back in two weeks with our fan interaction show. Um, before we get out of here, we'd like to remind everybody to shop Niner Faithful Radio Shop for more official for official licensed gear from 49ers Shop, NFL Shop, Fanatics, and much more. Visit NinerFaithfulRadio.com forward slash shop or like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Join our Patreon's reward program for as little as a dollar a month. You can get special perks like 10% off of Niner Faithful Radio Shop and invite to join Adam and I on a segment of Niner Faithful Radio and much more. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio or visit our YouTube channel or website. Go to seatgiant.com, use the promo code Niner Faithful Radio, all one word, and save on all theater, concert, and sporting event tickets, as well as help out the show. That website, again, is SeatGiant.com, and the promo code is Niner Faithful Radio. Participate in our weekly poll for, e for prizes each week on Facebook and Twitter. We have a weekly poll question, and all you have to do to win is participate and vote. Visit NinerFaithfulRadio.com to read all our blogs from Nothing But Niners and Sports Elite. Get all the show notes and as well as see all our advertising and sponsorship packages. 
That website again, NinerFaithfulRadio.com. If you're listening, oh, well, that doesn't really matter. Uh, thank you, everyone, for participating in this week's Fan Interaction Show. I greatly appreciate everyone's participation in this week's show. We shall see you all again on Tuesday. Uh, we shall see you all again on Tuesday. Till then, we're going to go ahead and say faith, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Have a blessed week, everybody. Beat the Broncos.